Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a podcast where we talk about performers, comedians, DJs, uh, just eating it on stage, bombing, doing a real bad job. Uh, I'm I'm your host, Luke Fagenbush, and this is my co-host... Lauren Hutton. I'm, okay. Okay. <laughs> you got you to pause. Who do we have on today? Uh, we had Lee Kimbrell, a uh, wonderful Kentucky boy, uh, one of my favorite uh, local Cincinnati comics. Yeah, staple uh, just, of the comedy scene. He talked about dude. bombing at a, at a Halloween party in an O'Charlie's. It was great. No, it no, 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 dude. No, no. It was so uh, much what? worse. It was not an O'Charlie's. It was an O'Reilly's. No. It was an auto parts store that they were doing a Halloween oh, okay. promotion for. And he was just like, yeah, get your disc brakes. And like, oh, wh- wait, wasn't wait, it? Wait. He for sure orders a steak in the story. Well, then it was definitely so wasn't I an O'Reilly. I doubt that an auto parts <laughs> store would make him a steak. You, you got me second guessing O'Charlie's, though. I uh, mean, it was some Was it, was like it Applebee's? That. It, it definitely, it a- yeah, it was on par with an Applebee's. If it wasn't an Applebee's, like, it was a similar sidestep to that. I, it might be Steak and Shake. I feel like it was a step <laughs> down. <laughs> We've come so far down from O'Charlie's. <laughs> okay, it's somewhere between McDonald's and Red Lobster. It's, that's the... That's the five range, if not the ten range. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so anyways, he had to host a Halloween party at a subpar casual dining experience. That's the long and short of the tale. And holy smokes. uh, It wasn't even a comedy show. It was literally just like adding up Charlie's with a microphone or wherever he was. Oh, man. Such a fun tale. Uh, we, we also had a sincerely good and enlightening conversation about the role of comedy. Yeah. Like, I, I want the the O'Charlie's slash Denny's bombing story. That That Denny's. is the sugar to go to go with this good philosophical pill that you guys will be better off for. Absolutely. Every time I have a conversation with Lee... I come away with with like a nugget of information to actually mull over that kind of like yeah, informs dude. My mom recently and also dyed her hair blonde. Challenges like things me could definitely get super worse real quick. He really is. I did like, twice I, I love him to death. You dyed like your Buddha. mom's hair blonde yeah, twice? Hair, but I always walk away from him feeling real good. Yeah. No. Yeah, you know all those no, times that no. Luke has met Buddha? I dyed my own hair blonde. You don't know me. There's so I've done some psychedelics. I don't know about doing that. Man, I've bleached it too. Anyway. Yeah, here's Lee. Uh, just let it grow out as much as I can. I look like a kiwi trying to grow a ponytail. It was not a good, good fucking look. It was just, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's just not there. So I grew it out and I wanted to bleach it. And uh, yeah, it just did not come out the way I wanted it. So yeah, you decided there's some forehead to- acreage. Yeah, so I did it again. But when you when I buzz it down, but when you buzz it down, it looks cool. Right. You know? Right. It looks yeah. cool. But that's the but that's the trick. It looked cool for like two and a half weeks because then I've just got like these weird tiny little tiny frosted tips. <laughs> like frosted tips on the tips of like dying hairs. <laughs> like so many people thought I was going gray. <laughs> like so many people were like, the quarantine is killing this fucking guy. <laughs> like he's losing his hair, he's going gray. Yeah. No, I just poisoned my own hair. Hey man, you know we all do things. We all do weird things. Uh, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't go for the mustache, did you? You didn't make that blonde as well. No, no. But um, <laughs> I do. I do get like blonde highlights in my eyebrows anyway during uh, summer. Really? Like they're just super bushy, and they some of them just like turn blonde. Wow. That's the weirdest place to get blonde highlights naturally. I know, man. It's weird. I've got them bushy ass brows. I mean, they're they're yeah. not that bushy. They're really oh, not. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Well, like, I have a girlfriend again who can now just, like, do them. 
<laughs> you know, just what like a she weird can use of the girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I could do it myself, but I'm not like I don't know. I'm not gonna like go at my fucking eyebrows with one of my beard trimmers, and I don't have a pair of fucking little tiny hair scissors, even oh, though yeah. I probably should. You know, so it's a dangerous game. Apparently, you just comb them up and then just hit it like that. So that's really? something I could definitely do, but hmm. I've never really been into. I guess that's not true. I, I eyebrow maintenance. I had a fucking gnarly unibrow when I was a little kid that I hated. <laughs> what happened to it? I just would fucking dry shave it in the shower and oh. then just then get cystic acne right there. You know? <laughs> I just yep. replace I replace my unibrow with like a hundred zits, <laughs> <laughs> which made me feel much better. <laughs> God's like, no matter what you do, this area between your eyes is not going to look normal. I've decided that for you. No, you're going to hate this, and it's going to make you want to not go to school no matter what you do. <laughs> where did you go to school? Where are you like? Where are you from, Lee? Where did you grow up? I'm from the bluegrass, dog, middle of the state of Kentucky. I grew up in Lexington, Kentucky. That's right. And, That's yeah. right. Yeah. And didn't you start doing comedy down there, like, before you moved up to Cincinnati? It was kind of the opposite. I was living up here in Cincinnati. Oh. Teaching. Okay, yeah. And then uh, would go back and stay in Lexington during the summer. But... Uh, that summer, the summer of, I guess, 2015 or 2016, uh, my Nana got sick. So then I just stayed in Lexington. Gotcha. So I was in Lexington from like May, June, July, August, middle of September. So Lexington for five months. So I basically like split my first year in comedy in two different scenes, hey, which man. was honestly a great cool. It was yeah. like. It was yeah. super, it was so fucking lucky. <laughs> you know, I like looking back, like it's my number one advice for a young comedian. It's like, if you've got something, just go somewhere else yeah. immediately yeah. Yeah. and then just be a semi-established guy in two scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Double dip. Yeah. So then I just, I moved back up here after Nana died and didn't have a teaching job and whether for better or for worse, I am uh, <laughs> a comedian now. <laughs> I love the grin, the yeah. giant grin that I, I spreads mean, on it, your face when you say it. It's great. I know, man. I it's, <laughs> it makes me laugh all the time. Like I know you guys have both felt it, and like we've all got jobs and ways to make our money, but like you know, we're comics or podcasters or just like your brain, our brains can't get out of being in this business somehow yeah you know? for sure right, yeah yeah it's it's just it's so funny to look back on because the the world literally did kind of crumble as much as we've ever seen it and yep. we were fucking comedians like what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> you know like it, like like the scope the arc of my life like you can't help but just laugh at like the fucking cosmic joke of that yeah you know like it's great it's fucking cool. Like this go, this go around the fucking whatever we are, wherever yeah. we are. Like we were comics during an apocalypse. That's fucking hilarious, <laughs> right? Dude. We're trying like, to build a foundation on quicksand, and then someone was like, "Hey, by the way, there's dynamite under there. It's gonna go off in February." <laughs> I know, dude. Exactly. It's so. It, I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was such a weird breed to begin with. Somebody who's gonna work the equivalent of a 12-hour workday just so that they can earn money and make a bunch of drunk people laugh. And then it's like, well, of course I'm going to do it through a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's – I know, man. I don't it, – it, it's, a, it's a cool time to do it. I mean, these outdoor shows and all that kind of stuff, it's – yeah, you just, just fucking pivot, but I just can't get over how funny it is. And, <laughs> You know, our, all of our parents were like, what are you doing? Just, <laughs> just be a teacher. Just get a job and do that. And I was like, no, I'm going to be a comic. And they were like, what if, like, something bad happens? Like, as in, like, when, when my mom was like, but what if something bad happens? She means, like, what if, like, I break my leg and have to pay for that? Yeah. You yeah. know, she didn't mean to shut down <laughs> the global economy. <laughs> 
you know, it's like, so it's like, it kind of lets us off the hook because we would have been fucked anyway. Yeah, (laughs) totally. If I had been a real estate agent right now, I'd be putting a fucking gun in my mouth because I actually had something to lose. Yeah. Right. So the answer to that question is, but what if something really bad happens? (laughs) Do you really want to be, you know, fucked and then... Do you really want to be put in a position? (laughs) Yeah, I know, man. It's so nuts. But (laughs) as, you know, as disenchanted as I always have been, especially now with the government, like, that money don't lie, you know? It's completely kept me afloat. It's completely kept me afloat. Um, You know, I'm out there working. I can't say that. But, like, (laughs) you know, I make my cash, too. And it's like... uh, you know, it's about to run dry, but like I, I've been joking about it on stage, but it's funny. Like, what job? You know, like, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my job. I'm gonna like, I don't know. It was a lot easier, you know. Yeah. If a homeless person can make it through the storm and survive a hurricane, infinity pool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's like the, the less you have to lose. I don't know. It, no kids, right? Paying rent with some jackass named Andrew Rudick, you know? It's easy enough. <laughs> it's easy enough. I know. I'm just lucky. So before the outdoor show started, were you doing any of those Zoom shows anywhere? Did you did you dip your toes into that pond? Oh yeah. I mean, I hosted one for the hub for eleven weeks of quarantine. Really? Yeah, the open mic, the open mic at the hub OTR. I did it for eleven Mondays in a row. Holy smokes, man! How was that? It was fun. I mean, it it uh, there were some people that came with jokes. You know what it was? It was mostly fucking therapy hour. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Which I was I was cool with it. You know, yeah. um, But it was a uh, it was mostly just people wanting to mimic being in a group. Right. And talk with somebody and be heard because we're just a bunch of creatures who want to be heard. Yeah. Especially our little sect of it. And we were all pent up and I thought I think it was pretty comforting. Yeah. I think that the hub mic it was I think it was comforting and then there were some funny moments and uh, you know, I prepared some bits for it, but I put on a tuxedo every <laughs> Monday. You know, it just was kind of one of my rituals where it just kinda of kept me sane. Yeah. Um Sometimes I would dread it because like, like you get into those zones where you're not doing enough and you don't want to do anything, well, even though that's and, the exactly. worst. And also, yeah, you're so sad. Yeah. Like so fucking sad. Having <laughs> such a bad time, not having a good day. And yep. then you got to put on a tuxedo and be like, just on, like be seen on screen where it's technically everyone's there, but like the fact that we're doing this, even though we're together, it almost makes it feel more distant. Like you're even more aware. Yeah. Of how, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's like, I couldn't like, I definitely got some joy out of the hub one in particular. And then I did a couple zoom shows and just like, I've gone onto like some people's Instagram lives and stuff and it's fun. It's more fun now. Yeah. That there is some other work to be done. Yeah. But, man, it was, uh, yeah, you would get joy in it, but then it was just like this reminder. It's like, wow, we are doing an open mic on Instagram because that's how bad things are. (laughs) And it's like that was always kind of there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like always kind of there. That weird shadow hanging. such a step down from actual comedy. It's like you're telling the jokes, but you get a fraction of the reaction it's just yeah. like a, a trickle compared to what you're used to oh it's just a baby fucking drip <laughs> of dopamine uh, i heard i heard mark norman call him uh in a tweet he said it's like methadone yes <laughs> yeah oh exactly it's like zoom shows and now with the outdoor shows i think you got to go even further i think you say indoor packed los go bananas yep mm-hmm. that show is heroin yep the outdoor shows are like legal 
prescriptions. Yeah, those like, are the oxys. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then methadone is Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. you can have a good time on pills. Yeah. You can have a good time on pills. For uh, sure. You know? <laughs> But but it, it's not good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you know, not that heroin in the club is good, but you can't overdose on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Very yeah. true. Very very. Put true. me back on heroin, please. Ooh, someone give me that fucking smack. <laughs> Get back up on that white horse. Come on, let's ride. <laughs> I've done. Okay, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, super COVID friendly or whatever. But I did, I've done indoor shows. I worked comedy oh, yeah. off Broadway two times. Hell yeah, uh, baby. Over this shit. Good. I thought you meant heroin. You're like, I've yeah, done it. The way it. you were setting deep. that up. The way you were setting that up is like, look, man, I'm, it's not super friendly, but I've done Full heroin. Full disclosure, I, uh, yeah, I'm addicted <laughs> to heroin. Now. Yeah, I'm a smack monkey, baby. <laughs> Let me show you my smack spoon. Monkey. <laughs> Unapologetic. Yeah, dude. Fuck it, man. That is one thing that I, I don't know. Get off the hook. The only thing that scares me is sharing noodles in COVID era. You know, I get, I get real skewed <laughs> out about yeah, that. I don't think it's sanitary. <laughs> yeah, wear your mask. I'd huff that paint, but I've got to keep my mask on. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, shit, How'd man. the shows go, though? Like, I mean, you're back on the H. and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were good. It was, uh, I don't know, weird. You yeah. know, it's yeah. obvious. Everything was just a little weird. I mean, they were in. Uh, when was it? Like, one was July Fourth weekend. Oh yeah. wow! Okay. Just one show. Yeah. Or two, one show each night, second and third, and then the last one was I can't even remember, like a month ago maybe, but they were inside, uh, masks upon entry and exit. Right. Socially distanced tables. It was as safe. It, it, it's a, you know, it was as safe as it is. They were like, wear your mask if you're not drinking. But you know, people pull their mask down for the duration of their drink and maybe throw it back up. And um, I don't know. It's nothing is in, inherently safe right now. Have yeah. you? Uh, did you find that you uh, had to bring up the COVID mask thing right up top? Or did people mention it and it was just an elephant in the room? Inside, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I think that you could go up there and just rip with some jokes. Yeah. If the jokes are really good. But then also, if you're writing new jokes, every joke right now is a COVID joke. Yeah. That's true. Every single joke. If you are creating any new content right now, <laughs> it is a COVID joke. Like people are going to be blown away. Even if you just say, I wrote this joke over COVID. And then you do some little line where you're just like, yeah, a lot of it just turned into sad journaling, but there were some jokes in there or whatever. <laughs> you know, like any, you know, I know the feeling. You know, just like it's inherently brought up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's like, you don't really need to bring it up, I guess, in that sense, just because everyone's fucking aware. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to say, you don't need to say COVID necessarily. It's like you're talking, if you're talking about an experience in your life in the last seven months. Yeah. People are like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know? Everyone's already We've on board. Here. Yeah. Our reality, our reality is changed. Totally. Completely dude. changed. Flipped totally. on its fucking head. We're going to be dealing with a country, an entire country, an entire population who has PTSD at the same fucking time. Yep. Yeah. The world, Europe, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yep. Same fucking time. The whole fucking world's going to have PTSD. The whole fucking world, dude. I mean, it's happened before. There was millions and millions of people who were affected by the both of the world wars and stuff like that. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, I mean, the that entire was, continent was... of Europe and Russia right. and you right. know, large swaths of America. A violent war, but this is a whole different kind of mind fuck, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's but crazy. At the same time, kind of silver lining, it is a unifying thing when we need it. I mean, it's a divisive thing, too. But it's <laughs> yeah, it's definitely unifying. We all share the experience. Is the unifying part. There you go. There you exactly. go. Exactly. We all shared the experience. Other people people dealt with it differently or interpreted it differently, but it is an overarching thing. Yeah. Which you could argue makes it 
you know, kind of tough because basically our job as comedians is to go up on stage and be like, here's life from my perspective. Well, for the first time ever, <laughs> everyone's had this a, a, a very similar perspective or at least experience. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. At least experience. Like they all experienced masks and Kroger, like every motherfucker. Exactly. Every motherfucker at that show. Every single one, every person <laughs> right. that you tell jokes to for the rest of your fucking career will have gone through this, too. Oh, my God, and, dude. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's so wild. And that's, and that's crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, and, you can make that, any sort of reference about a person, an event, yeah. a thing. And, you, I mean, it could go over somebody's head if they're not paying attention to the world. But this particular thing right now... Like you said, literally every single person is going through it, which blows my noodle because, I mean, think about 10 years from now. You're going to have people that are going to be born that are going to have to be told, like, there was a time when people <laughs> marched through Target protesting wearing masks. And they're yeah. going to be like, why? Why was that even a thing? Why was it newsworthy? And it's like, well, there was this thing called Twitter. <laughs> I know. There are people enlisted in the military right now active duty military who were not born during the 9-11 attacks that's wild that's oh so crazy <laughs> jesus lord how crazy is that oh how man how crazy is that well that's yeah, no i mean right. time marches on even during a fucking pandemic absolutely yeah. dude absolutely still gotta go to the grocery store still gotta do shows <laughs> and yeah and you still gotta do it and i'll say this like I played the, you know, I played by the rules, especially at the beginning, safe, quarantined, any right. contact I got, I contacted all the people. I still wear my mask anytime. Right. I, I'm, I'm not an anti-masker, but like, but now you've given up. You're not wearing it. No, I haven't, I haven't given up, but I think the outdoor comedy, one of the things that I do really love about it is that it's subversive. Like, right. It's like, it's fucking punk rock, dude. It's tiny cool. little loophole. Like, tiny little loophole. Tiny little loophole, man. Yeah. Like, we're, it technically, yo, I get it. It's not that safe. Not really. During a pandemic. But, 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 everyone, but there's a ticket price. It's not like, it's not an open mic. We're not showing up at people's barbecues like it's Max Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> people are showing up there. Every single person is there on their own accord. Yeah. Some people rock masks the whole time. Some people don't. It's fucking subversive. It's like what comedy is supposed to be. Yeah, and I, I feel and that. I, it's like, what, it's what it's always been. Yeah, I feel that hard. It's always been that. And it's like, you don't need to be down in a little fucking basement. That's where it is born, and then the world ends, and then the baby is parking lot, alley, drive, yeah. like, fuck it, we're still going to do it. Yeah. We can show up. You want to laugh? We'll laugh about this shit. Yeah. Right. You know, let's laugh about this shit. It's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I fucking love them, even when they suck, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. even when I'm, like, mad on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Have you all found that, like... You go up on stage with this, even if it's subconscious, like anger and aggression, and you're so mad that this happened, and you're so like sad that this happened, and you go up on stage with the best intentions, and you're just like, nope, I'm going to use this time to be mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to air out some grievances. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to show yeah. my ass a little bit, but guess what? You're going to look at it because I have the microphone. They, exactly. <laughs> I've got the boomstick. Like yeah. it's so funny. I've seen it from a bunch of comics. Yeah. And I love yeah. it. Like, I love it. And even if it weirds out the crowd, I think the crowd kind of loves it. Well, I it's, it's such a genuine stoked. energy, man. I mean, there's yeah. there's so much honesty when a person gets up there. Especially they get up with a set list. They set it down. They're gonna try out some new stuff because they haven't been on stage in three months. And then all of a sudden, you see it happen. This this switch this flip where it's just like nope i'm pulling this one out of my butt because this is what i need to do <laughs> exactly, i gotta get this exactly. off my chest and oh I dude love it, man. it's so much fun one of the hardest times i've laughed is this comedian who uh we both know uh it was at uh proof if that gives you any clues but <laughs> there there is this older group who walked in during the open mic just a, a shitty open mic 
at a slow bar and they were talking through the whole open mic and finally this guy hosting the mic gets on on the mic and he's like guys just shut the fuck up shut up shut and the people this older crowd were like we just came from our grandpa's funeral (laughs) and the thing is he did not give a single fuck he was like i don't know where you came from I'm glad he died. You know what? I'm glad that his boomer ass is in the ground. You guys should have been gone a while ago from fucking lawn darts or whatever. (laughs) And he just... No! And what was their reaction? Oh, I mean, about what you think. They were just gobsmacked. Oh, God. I I was hoping that this would be a good comedy story where they ended up laughing and then loved. No, they they got mad and laughed. Completely ruined the worst day of their life. (laughs) But there were a group of three or four comedians who that was like the hardest they laughed in a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bunch of sociopaths. I will never forget that. Oh, my uh, God. That's fucking fun. That guy is such a fucking maniac. Oh, yeah. He I mean, is a madman. We all are in our own regard. But then that's there's, a fact. There's, there's those of us that are even on the fringe of the fringe. You know what I mean? Like, the, the people that are... I mean, I would never do that. I would never do that. The moment that those people said anything about a funeral, my soul would shrivel and I would turn into a two-inch little figurine of myself and I would yeah. not be able to compose at all. I would but, have tried to make a joke, but it definitely... I, I, I don't have it in me to be like, I'm glad he died. <laughs> you know? like, it's so funny. It's so funny. But it's right. not what I would say. Yeah. But speaking of like harnessing anger and frustration, I feel like he's the example. He's yeah. the one who just rides that lightning. Yeah. Yeah, he went up and told everyone at the open mic on Wednesday that they you're all pieces of shit and you deserve nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. So hard. Was that was That's that right. the same but was that the same set where he talked about Jeff Bezos being able to end world hunger? And yeah. That's like the light side of that coin because that's, that's like, like the righteous anger that'll solve something, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or at least open somebody else's eyes to it. God, that's funnier than hell, man. I do. I miss it and I love being back around it. It's, uh, it's, it's fucking weird, but I do believe that it's sounds kind of corny but i think it's like kind of an honor we were laughing about it earlier but i think it's like kind of a, a honor a cool badge to wear to try to be a comedian during this dude that is the yeah. thing that is the number one thing that i always that's the energy i always get from you man like i I, yeah. I remember we were doing a show together in in like bellevue at some sports bar um <laughs> and it was like I, they they had a lot of things going right for them. You know, there was a room actually separated from the main bar. So the oh, people yeah. that were in there meant to be in there and things. Yeah. And I remember you coming off stage and you came over to me and you were just like, it's so weird that we get to do this. I know. <laughs> that this forever. is what we get to do, you know? And I know. You were, you were like a little kid. The energy that you had was just so happy and bubbly. And it like... I remember thinking, I was like, man, I just had a dog shit set, and this is a terrible show, and I don't even want to be here anymore. I don't even care that I just got two free drinks. I just want to go home. And then here comes Mr. Positivity, the nicest guy that I know, Lee Kimbrell, <laughs> and he's just like, isn't it so amazing that this is what we get to do? Well, we I get to be show. comedians. I know, I know exactly what show you're talking about, and you didn't have a dog shit set, but it was a, <laughs> it you, was a dog shit. It, you really didn't because it was like a really rough setup. But then when you do it and you're on the other side of it and you're in the back of the room and then you're watching some other poor motherfucker get yep. to do it, it, it's like, I don't know, just giggle at yourself and be like, damn, I'm the guy, I'm the player <laughs> that 
that God selected in yeah. the simulation to do a bar show for seven people in Dayton, Kentucky. Yeah. Not even Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Dayton, Kentucky. <laughs> All the power of Dayton with none of the heroin. Dayton, Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it combines all oh, of Dayton man. and Kentucky. That's a rough city. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. Oh, my God. Oh, man, that's awesome. Oh, okay, so. I, I remember that show, but yes. We, fuck we're, yeah. If we're you get to do it, so, it's fun. We're so far off the rails from what this podcast is supposed to be. <laughs> it's a good segue. It's a good it segue. Is. It is. It's, it's what it's all about. <laughs> It's a whole fucking podcast. That's what we're. That's the point. Uh, we're not losing a minute of it, though. No, no. This has all been absolute gold. Oh, let it rip, man. Yeah, you edit this up however you go, but this has been a fucking awesome conversation, and I've got a really good bomb. Oh, so see, oh, there we go. Yeah. We're gonna roll yeah. right into it effortlessly. Really I love bomb. it. I love it. So set the scene for us. Paint the picture, Lee. Where okay. are we? What city are you in? Who's with Dude, you? You guys don't even, you couldn't, you could not guess what this is about to be. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, okay, so Lauren, it's probably where I met you on a Rob Wilfunk show. I met this oh, other. He's already no, infamous, no, dude. No, no, no. This is just the very, very beginning. It was on a Wilfunk show. And do you remember the comic Ginny Day? Yeah. Jenny Day was the manager of a TGI Fridays. Oh my God. No. <laughs> and Will Fong, love his heart. I love Rob. He let me MC a show of his at Mahogany's. Yup. Great little show. Yep. I was like 16 months in. And, oh, yeah. And Jenny uh, Day was on the slate. And she manages a TGI motherfucking Friday. <laughs> and she was having a Halloween party at a TGI Fridays and saw me MC at Mahogany's and was like, he's a good MC and said, do you want to come and MC my holiday party, my Halloween party? Oh, my goodness. At, at a TGI Fridays in <laughs> Hamilton. In Hamilton, no doubt. Oh, in my Hamilton. God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, is this uh, like, you know, what's the, what are the deets? I have no idea. I'm just like stoked and flattered to get a gig, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even stand up. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe I could like host a game show or some shit. You know, people <laughs> think I'm a good host. So I show up and uh, I was kind of like led to believe that it was going to be like a company like staff Halloween party with like friends and family. Gotcha. I showed up on a Friday night to a TGI Fridays in <laughs> Hamilton, Ohio, packed to the gills <laughs> with a 20 minute wait. Oh boy. With a, with a 20 minute wait, dude. Like no one there knew there was a, that anything was about to happen. People were just out to eat at a TGI Friday. <laughs> so I show up and I'm like, so am I early? <laughs> By the way, no, no one is in costume except for me. <laughs> Did she tell you to come in costume? Yeah, she said it was a costume party. Oh my she god. She was dressed up, but she was just dressed up like a slut, you know? Like, like, like she, she was just like, I don't know, a slutty witch or whatever. But like, black. Yeah, yeah. You know? So but I Okay, so my mustache, even though it's nowhere near Luke's status right now, it is a pretty <laughs> solid mustache. Yes, absolutely. Four years ago, it wasn't. Ooh. And dang. it was really premature, and it was a premature for the, the costume because I thought this was a costume party. Yeah. So the show Narcos was really popular at the time. I wasn't completely bald. I quaff my hair up, shave a mustache, pleated khakis, uh, blue button-up shirt, shoulder pad leather jacket, mustache. I'm Agent Murphy from right. Narcos. Right. There you go. It was a pretty good uh, costume, except I just looked like a pedophile because no one else <laughs> was in costume. 
everyone else was just dressed the way that they would be dressed if they were at a TGI Fridays. Right. But I was just dressed like a like a ped- pedophile from the '80s because my mustache <laughs> was whacking. <laughs> so they just, I walk in. She was like, "No, you just gotta host this. This is the party. Just a regular night at a Fridays." Oh and my God. They cut the music off. They cut the music off. There was like a noticeable stirring. Like it got real. It was really quiet. And then you heard all the like clinking and everything, people eating their ribs and whatnot. And and, uh, and then when the music cut off, all of that stopped. And it was just like this eerie silence where everybody was like, was there a murder? What happened? Yeah. Why did they just (laughs) turn off Bruce Springsteen? You know? And they just give me a wireless mic. So there's like not even like a stage area set up anywhere, dude. Uh, oh boy, no. no, not even a stage. Um, there was an opportunity where I got to do one stand-up set just at a crowded TGI Fridays <laughs> bar. Um, but other than that, they just gave me a wireless mic, no music. My voice was going through the loudspeaker of the TGI. <laughs> The scratchy loudspeaker where they it was me. There was like I would just be like they were like, go and do banter with tables. And I made like six babies cry, you know, like I might, I dude, I might be able to even feasibly not completely die and pull it off right now. But fifteen months into comedy, right, dude. I was just like I was leaning so heavy on Ernest fucks my mom, you know, like that was like my whole set. (laughs) And like, and like, I was just like going up to people and just being like, how is your food? (laughs) Oh, you're getting drunk tonight. All right, man. Cool. Uh, You know, how are you doing? And this like, you know, some little teenage girl would just like not want to talk to me. I made so every table that had a baby, the baby started crying silent <laughs> restaurant my voice disgruntled guests crying babies dude i i mean i couldn't get if okay even if i got a laugh at the table which i did a couple times no one else knows they're just hearing my end <laughs> <laughs> like dude it was the most impossible hell fucking gig it i mean and I didn't even get paid. I got paid in a meal from fucking TGI Fridays. <laughs> you got the Jack Daniels brisket, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I did get the Jack Daniels steak. You're goddamn right. I was like, what's the most expensive thing here? $19. I'll fucking take it. Dude, so crazy. How, how long were you doing that? All fucking night. Six to nine, dude. Are you for oh real? Oh, my God. Six to nine. They would, there was like, it, it wasn't a three hours straight. There would be like a DJ and then some people sang karaoke. So one of my saving graces is that I got to sing a couple karaoke songs. Okay. So then people were like, oh, this guy isn't just like a schizophrenic person who yeah this business like pedophile is okay at karaoke so here's one of the here's one of the funnier moments is i walk up to this table and uh i had my my phone at the time had a gray otter box on it okay gray otter box on it so I just had it in my hand. I walked up to this table. I'm talking to him. And ba- I was basically like going up to tables and off mic just being like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, What's going on tonight here? Oh, my gosh. Cool. Um, I walked up to this table. It was like this uh, big group of folks. Put my phone down on the table. Do a little talking with them. Uh, it goes okay. They basically just tell me to go away, you know? Mm-hmm. So right. I pick my... Yeah, so I just I pick my my phone back up and I go over to this other table. Then I go make my way to another table. Like three tables later, this big giant black guy runs up on me and was like, "Hey man, did you steal my phone?" What? Because his phone also had a gray otter box on it. <laughs> so I had my phone and his phone. <laughs> I did them both. I stole them both. I said, 
I just, I didn't know what to say. I was like, no. And I reach in my pockets and feel that I have two phones. So instead of immediately just being like, oh, I'm sorry, I accidentally picked it up. I just like unfurled these two identical <laughs> iPhones and he thought it was a magic trick. <laughs> He was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> he, like, he like blew his fucking mind. He thought it was some game and played shit. And, yeah, but uh, I'm just like, no, nah, man, sorry. I just I just had mine in my pocket, and then I picked yours up because it's mine. And he's and of like, course, this pedophile knows tricks. Yeah, yeah, this that's a dangerous pedophile, man. <laughs> that part of the Venn diagram between magicians and pedophile, that intersection part is scary and probably bigger than we think. Right, before someone gets in that box, check their ID. Make sure they're 18 or up, or else they'll disappear forever. <laughs> Fucking A, Christ. man. So then I got... Um, yeah, I mean, heckled a couple times. Obviously, I got progressively drunker throughout the whole thing. <laughs> of I did have a tab. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I did have a tab, and I was, I, I remember I was drinking Bud Heavies. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I was drinking Bud Heavies, and I kept getting in trouble with the, with the other, like, Jenny's boss, like the manager, manager, because I would just forget, and it would be my time to just go and fucking die a million deaths. <laughs> so I would just, I, I would forget, and I would just take my beer with me, and I wasn't allowed to. So I'm like ten, like ten of the tables. It was just a guy with a beer walking up to him with a microphone. Like that place probably closed, dude. I have like. <laughs> so crazy they were like you can't have beer when you do this we'll get in so much trouble and i was like you should get in trouble just for making me do this like, you should be in trouble this was a horrible idea kick me out please kick me out give me my steak to go it's so wild man yeah i will never forget that one i think i have some like clips saved uh, maybe on an old phone because it was so long ago. I'll tell you, I did it on Snapchat. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Why would you save those? Are you just staying humble? What? It, was, it was me, like, walking around the parking lot explaining what I was about to do. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> God damn, it was wild. I'm trying, oh, my God. I just, I mean, that's, like, the worst thing i've ever had to do you know it's amazing to dude. a group of people yeah for i mean three, it's like hours. For three, three hours three hours intermittently for three hours <laughs> for zero dollars oh man for zero dollars and an entire saturday night which at that time that was early enough in my career where my only career uh <laughs> my only <laughs> My only, uh, my only income was Uber. Yeah. So that was my out. only income. So I took a fucking Friday night off. Jeez, dude, that lost, cost like, you. I, yeah, you lost, lost like a couple like hundred bills, bucks. Yeah, two hundred fifty dollars. Jesus. Yeah. Minus the steak. <laughs> yeah, minus the steak. Good so call. So two thirty, two thirty ish. Minus the steak, dude. That was so wild. What happened oh, at the man. end of it, man? So like nine o'clock happens, and then and then what happens when you're when you're done when you're off? Uh, there's a DJ at a TGI Fridays, <laughs> <laughs> and I have no idea how it went because I left at nine o one. I fucking left immediately. Yeah, no, I mean I'm sure it was fine. Uh, there was a couple saving graces. Like in between my sets, I'd go out and smoke seven cigarettes. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, those and were the good like, times. And like I may, you know, that's why no bomb is, I guess some bombs are complete utter bombs. But even this like horrifically embarrassing moment, like I had some good laughs with some people on the patio. Yeah. Just like them laughing <laughs> at my expense, me kind of getting to do what I'm doing now. And just like rec yeah. <laughs> recant to them exactly what I'm having to do. Yeah. 
because that's always vindicating is like when you go up there and eat it and then you're talking to like a civilian or someone in the show and you're just like, let me just lay you down what my Friday night is. Motherfucker. <laughs> and then, you know, it's like, if like, those are the coolest people, if they are willing and like interested enough to hear that, yeah. that's very, that's very cathartic. Then you're like, yeah. then you're like, Oh, well then, I mean, a bomb is just a part of it. Like, you just take your lumps and you try to find a win in one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, even the worst bomb of your life, you, you found a little a little magic in there with the phone thing. and the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, magic. exactly. I blew a man's mind for 15 <laughs> seconds. Blew a man's mind. Dude, he's still telling that story to this I day. I would really like, you know what's funny, Lauren, is I bet there's like a hundred people telling that story to this day. <laughs> Dude, I've wondered that often, man. I've wondered how many people have been like, was that like a fever dream or like a prank? Why why was there one night ever in the Hamilton, Ohio TGI Fridays where there was just every now and again a very young pedophile would drunkenly walk up to tables and start a conversation with a microphone? Like, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering what the fuck that was, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a minute, I thought I was being held hostage. And then I wish I was being held hostage because it was so much worse. <laughs> Man, I can't stress enough how much the costume added to it. And I know, and I, and I know it's like, oh yeah, pedophile mustache. Like, that's hacky or whatever. But like, it was a very weak, like three week old mustache. It was, you know, and, and then like, I was so dated. I was wearing like big pleated, pants, <laughs> like big old giant pleats that I got at Goodwill on purpose, you know? Right. And like boots, like big cowboy boots. And like, I was very dressed up. Very dressed up. <laughs> Dude, I always, I always feel bad. Hamilton. <laughs> I always feel so bad for the people who like tragedy strikes on Halloween. So they're just going through the worst shit ever dressed as fucking Tigger. <laughs> like, there was, there was a bar crawl that was like a onesie party. And I passed a guy in a tiger onesie pajama having like the most serious conversation with his girlfriend on the phone. He was like breaking up with her. He's like, no, Diane. This is me. This is your. This is on you. And he's just wearing <laughs> dress like Tigger. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. That's funny as fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, man. Just, just dying. Just progressively getting more and more beer drunk. Dressed up as you know. And some people got it, and some people just didn't. They were like, I was like, they're. What do you think of the outfit? And they're just like, I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> just very niche. Like what do I tell niche. you? A couple people guessed pedophile. And I was like, <laughs> why would I show up to host a party dressed as a pedophile? Like how? Oh my God, dude. God damn. Well, let me We're ask you this, this Lee. Let me ask you this. If someone came to you today and offered you the same gig, would you take it? Instantly. <laughs> <laughs> but I would get paid. There you go. There you go. I would not, I would not, I would not do it for free because that's what made that drive home really bad. Right? If I had 70 bucks in my pocket, I'm a professional. Yeah entertainer i'm on the top of the world right that's the difference between amateur and professional yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah i lost i lost money to go do that you know what i'm saying like gas money and then tipping the bartender who just saw me die for three hours <laughs> like that like that those are the early moments in comedy that are honestly the best like yeah man. everyone has them everybody who turns out to be worth a salt it has those moments mm. where you're just driving home and you're just like what the fuck am i doing yeah what the fuck am I doing? I just like <laughs> took up so much time and energy and finances to go and do that. What the fuck am I doing? I'm a fucking fraud. Fuck you. You know, 
and it's and and it's and it's true and it's not true like absolutely like, yeah like, that's yeah. true like who the fuck are you what the fuck are you doing yeah you you take that and it turns you off completely or you take that and you're like I'll tell you who the fuck I am. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about comedy, it is just, it's like alchemy because you literally have nothing. There's nothing physical. You don't have anything. The other guy who's paying you doesn't have, and you walk up there and you either have it or you don't. And then we get mad that sometimes it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. Sometimes it doesn't work. Imagine that. And not only do you have nothing, but it's also no one's asking you to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like no one's asking you to do it. You don't go and apply at comedy. You right. Know? It's like it's all you at the beginning. And we now all three of us have people that enjoy our comedy and enjoy our podcast and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's like whatever, whatever scale it is, we do have fans. But at the very beginning, the only person who thinks that you could do it is you yeah you know it's like not even your mom thinks you can do it your mom doesn't want you to do it at all definitely true definitely true yeah please don't it's like like that that's one of my favorite things about it like the good shows and the bombs and just comedians themselves is it's just like i don't know just kind of the delusion and the whimsy and determination all of that like yeah it it takes all of it you kind of got to be you com- you got to have your shit together and you can't have your shit together either. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, it's both. And then you witness it both with all of these motherfuckers. You just yeah. see how people make it work. And we all have a different way, but it, it's a cool group of people who could, who bombs, like what other job can you just do? And do it so bad that a hundred people know about it. You know? And <laughs> hate you. They just met you. Dude, and... what, what, how does a plumber bomb? Does he like, <laughs> you know, does he install a toilet that kills somebody? You know, like, like bombing is such a weird thing because yeah. you sign up for it. Yeah. You sign up for it. Like the only reason you're bombing is. Because you put yourself there. Yeah. It's like being part of a clinical trial that gives you cancer. It's like yeah. you, you <laughs> yeah. wanted to do no, this, this, remember? Yeah. It could not give me cancer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I could just get the $1,000. Or no, yeah. I could just get the free chicken tenders that they give you for the fucking, you know? Yeah. No shit, man. Oh, but that boy. is That is like I've taken some bombs in the quarantine or in the COVID world or at least you know, I'm sure you guys have, someone has touched on this, but like, do you guys feel like a true bomb is when you, you know, you bombed and you have a regret about how you, about something you said or how you ordered something or some kind of crowd work? Yeah. Because you can, you can, you can go up there and the crowd could be crickets and you could be having the time of your life telling them how much they suck. Yeah. And it, and it, you know, and it yeah. doesn't feel like a bomb. Right. It doesn't feel like a bomb to just be like, well, you know what? I'm glad you guys came out here to just not have a good time, <laughs> you know, and you get in you and it's like, you know, it's a bomb is saved. You know, what's really funny. Some of the hardest bombs comedians in the back of the room dying. It's yeah. what Luke was just saying. Exactly. It's what Luke was just saying. That's what and this whole like, podcast is about, baby. Like yeah, you just exactly. got to get to a point where the bomb is not the thing that ruins your day just because you ruined a hundred people's evening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't ruin my day. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. it that's the yeah. premise, and that is so true. Like, a true bomb is when you go up and you... I I feel like I bomb when I go up there and misrepresent myself. Yeah, that's like, exactly like, it. You know, it's like misrepresent who I am. Yep. Say something too crass. Be mean to an audience member. Yeah. Um, right. Act like act like I'm not having a good time. Yeah. You know that's why I feel like I bombed a couple times in the COVID era because I go up there and I'm having a shit fucking day. You yep. know, I'm having a shit day, and uh, it sucks. And you <laughs> go up there and like that. That's the new bomb is taking your bad mood up on stage. You know. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but if you go up there and 
bombing's fun sometimes, you know? For sure. <laughs> oh, God. Especially if you got a couple of the homies in the back. If you say if you say something about an audience member and your four friends in the back laugh, you're going to say five more things about that audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the encouragement you need. Yeah. Just the person who's having the worst time. <laughs> yeah. And they're, yeah, it, it's like, but then... I don't know. Then you see somebody bomb and the reason why they're bombing is because the whole crowd can realize that that person is trying to placate to them. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're too hard for it. We don't like that. I know. (laughs) I do that. I am such a people pleaser that I will go up and a big critique of myself when I listen and watch myself is that I need it from them too much. Yeah. I need it from them too much. I'm like, come on, guys. How we doing? Make some noise. Come on. Yep. Please. And they on. smell the neediness like, on you, yeah, man, and I they're know, not dude. about it. Yeah. I know, man. I know. You got to go up there and find the medium. Yeah. We'll all do it someday, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, bro, this has, been, this has been one of my favorite ones that we've recorded so far, man. You're, God, it was so good. Even the 10 minutes when we weren't recording, that was fucking fire. <laughs> I love both of you boys. No, you're. I. I think two, you both are fucking great. Oh, I think yeah. you two Sincerely. doing a podcast is good. Wow, love sir. you too, man. Where can Luke, people find Lee, you at things? Lord. Where can people find you, bro? The triple threat. The triple can, threat. Yeah, man. You can find me um, less places than most people. You know, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm. I don't have a huge Instagram presence. I. Uh, I. I try, you know, I use it for promotion and stuff like right. that. Uh, I have a podcast with a dear friend of ours, Billy DeVore. Hells yeah. Yes. It's called um, The New Nasty Boys. We talk about Reds baseball, but mostly we just talk about Billy's dick. And, and, uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's a good podcast, especially if you're a Reds fan. But if not, I think we're pretty still good, good at it. Still a good podcast, bro. Yeah, it's, still I think a we're good pretty podcast. good at it. We've been doing it for almost three years. Yeah. And uh, it's fun. Wow. <laughs> like that podcast. Um, but yeah, follow me at Leon Kimbrell on Instagram. I'll have more shows coming up. Um, Lee underscore Kimbrell on Twitter. Uh, and then, um, oh, um, get on YouTube and type in Uber driver Grant yes! Styles. His little independent movie that yeah. you star in. Yeah. That is such a yeah. good thing. And I'll plug this right now. It's not done, but uh, Grant made a fucking movie, dude. For real? Film. No I kidding. Went up to, yeah, well, here's a long plug. I know, yeah, I know that we're, <laughs> we're going long here, but uh, I, went up from, I went up to Grant's and Grand Rapids from August 23rd through August 30th, and we shot for like seven hours a day for a week, and... Grant is making a fucking movie, dude. That is so exciting. It's it's oh. hilarious. I'll send you both a, a little clip from Hell the yeah. movie. Oh, please but do. Like, Hell yeah. Yeah, it's called Pinus. P-I-N-U-S. I play a, a deranged hitman named Gene. Uh, Why does he keep fun- casting you as these psychopaths, man? <laughs> because I can play fucking crazy, Lauren. I can oh, fucking man. play crazy, baby. He's got the crazy eyes 100%. Yeah, I can yeah. really oh get the fucking crazy eyes going. Yeah, yeah. Those, you those stole Jack Nicholson's go. eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can get, I can go fucking crazy. That's Plus, so good. Like, like, Lauren, like you said, we all are a little bit. But of all the crazy creative people I've met to make a movie, Grant Styles is the one whose movie I most want to see. Oh, dude. It, I honestly Amen. think it's going to be good, man. I think it, I honestly, you know, indie films are what they are. Yeah. Some of them great, some of them trash. This one is just not going to be bad. Dude, yeah. if it's if it's on the same caliber as Uber Driver, bro, like it, it's yeah. going to be YouTube amazing. YouTube that for real. If you're yeah. listening to this, YouTube Grant Styles Uber Driver. And it's uh, I'm proud of that. And then I think that this movie that we just made is gonna be even better. It's 80 minutes long, feature length film. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll send you guys a clip. Looking forward to it, brother. Lee, be well. Take care of yourself. I can't wait till we see each other again, man. Awesome. All see right. you, brother.